This is the Sanctuary LA podcast. We are a real church for real people in the heart of downtown Los Angeles. All right, so we're in the middle of a series here. We're going to get going here. It won't be too long with you. Um, called the Big Four, uh, the Big Four, and so uh, we, we talked about um, on the first week there. We talked about uh, serving, or sorry, giving, then serving, now loving. Next, we're going to talk about praying. How many of you know that those could qualify as the Big Four, right? As a walking with the Lord, those are the Big Four. Everybody say the Big Four. Okay, let's go. Ephesians chapter three. And so we're going to talk about love in here, and, and uh, uh, my heart and prayer is that the Lord speaks to you. And so Ephesians chapter 3, and I'm going to start in verse 14. We're going to focus on a couple scriptures in there, but I will start in verse 14. So as you're turning there, I'm just going to open us up in prayer, and we're going to jump right into the word. And so, Father, we thank you uh, for your word. God, I pray in the name of Jesus that I, I thank you, Lord. I'm not here to speak to them. I'm here to speak to the Christ in them. Lord, I, I'm not here to talk to their intellect. I'm not here to talk to their emotions. I'm here to speak to their spirit. And Lord, if they receive your word there, everything else in their life is affected. So Lord, I thank you, Lord. I pray that the Christ in me would speak to the Christ in them. And we would have fellowship at your table. And Lord, change us. Make us more like Jesus as a result of hearing the word. In Jesus' name, everybody said... Amen. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 17, um, and I'm going to start actually in verse 14. It says, for, it says, for this reason, this is a prayer the Apostle Paul prayed for the church in Ephesus. It's a prayer. Everybody say, this is a prayer. Look at somebody say, this is how you should pray. For for this reason, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. Everybody say the inner man. Verse 17, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in the love of God, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and the length and the depth and the height to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. Verse 21, to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. This is how the apostle Paul prayed. And he, one of the main things he prayed in verse 17, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love, rooted and grounded in love. You know, immaturity will always say, I need somebody to love me. But maturity says, I need to find somebody to love. Amen. Amen. And so I don't necessarily mean in a romantic sense. I just mean, and that could be the case. Uh, but uh, what I mean is as a Christian, I, uh, maturity, my, my spirit man says, I need to find somebody to love. True uh, love is, 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 is not a feeling. It is, it is uh, many times it is a decision. And so right here is saying that we might be rooted and grounded in love. R love is something we must be rooted in. How many of you ever been tried, you, you thought you were rude and then your love was tested and you're like, oh, I'm not really loving the way I should. Lord, forgive me. Anybody ever said, Lord, forgive me for not loving that person? I'm the only one? Am I the, 
Come on, some of you, even this morning, you need to turn to the neighbor, your neighbors. Look, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I love you and I love the Lord. Amen. Uh, but, but, but we need to be rooted and grounded. Rooted, it, it, it speaks of where, we grow, where growth comes from. True spiritual growth comes from being rooted in love. True, true spiritual growth isn't spiritual gifts. Um, spiritual maturity isn't, um, isn't preaching. It's not the doing of ministry. True spiritual maturity, spiritual growth is, is the love of God is evident in somebody's life. Rooted, it speaks of fruitfulness. It speaks of being firm. It speaks of being fixed. It speaks of being established. I tell you what, in this generation, there's a lot of people that say they're believers, but they're not rooted. Rootless. I didn't say roofless. I said rootless. Rootless. Not rooted. Not rooted. Rooted and grounded. And the grounded means this to speak of what you, it speaks of what you build on. That my life is built on the foundation of love. Um, a husband, the foundation must be love. A father, the foundation must be love. Start your own business, do ministry, plant a church, build a church. The whole, the foundation of it must be the love of God, right? And, and that word grounded, actually, it's where you get the Greek word, um, where you get the word theme from, that the theme of, of, of this church ought to be love. You might experience a lot of different things here, but the theme you ought to experience should be love. The, the theme of your life must be the love of God. To, and it says here, may be able to comprehend. It says, um, Comprehend with all the saints what is the width and the length and the depth and the height to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge. Love is the only place that you will experience the fullness of what God has for you. You must be rooted to lay hold of everything God has for you. If you want to lay hold of every promise, every word God's given you, the only way to experience or comprehend all the fullness of God and to lay hold of everything that God has for you is you must be rooted. Rooted. Anybody, I mean, there's, there's times where I'm like swaying, but my feet are still rooted. Lord, I just pray that this podium doesn't fall over. But, 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 but I'm still rooted. I might remember those old commercials, the V8 commercials. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And that, you know, the, anyway, some of you are looking at me like, what is he talking about? It's these old commercials back in the day, and it was a V8 commercial, and this lady didn't have a V8, so she walked in like this, sideways. And when she had her V8, she was like, whoo, she straightened up. So some of we need that spiritual V8 straighten us out. But this is the point. His homegirl was sideways, but she could still walk. Some of us come into church like this. How you doing? I'm, I'm good. I'm still rooted. I mean... You look like a little crooked. Yeah, that's true. It's true. I'm working on it. Anybody working on it? Or maybe you're this way and you're walking like diagonal. But rooted. Amen. Rooted. 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 Not swayed. You know, storms come. The hour, the hour, we can't control what happens out here all the time, but you can't control what happens in here. I can't control what happens out here, but I can control whether that's going to uproot me or not. And the Bible talks about later in Ephesians, talking about people being tossed about by every wind of doctrine. Wind comes, uproot them. Just because some goofy teaching or something that ain't God, and, and then they just get all uprooted in shambles. But, but, but look, you're going you're gonna to go through the storms. You're going you're gonna to come in church sideways like this. 
and you're not trying to lean, you know what I'm saying, like you're cool or something, but, but you're still rooted. I'm still rooted. Actually, um, Deacon John, do you mind coming up here? I'm going to do a little object lesson here. Um, Jacob, do you mind coming up here as well? If you guys don't mind, just stand right here and face me and just put your, put your hands out like that. And then you over here, Jacob, if you don't mind, give it up for these guys up here. All right. Now you just put your hands. So look, in our Christian life, sometimes storms happen. And just don't let me fall, okay, bro? No, 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 no. What you doing? No. It's not okay. 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 So when, when, but the point is, I'm the prayer for the for the spiritual leader for the church was, uh, I pray that you're rooted. So when things happen, storms happen. You know what I'm saying? I'm still rooted. You know what I mean? And I got I got Jacob. Look, I, this man's strong. Playing them drums. <laughs> I'm good. You tired yet? Yeah. <laughs> Look at one hand. Look at then. Oh, I go this way. Woo! <laughs> that is not cool. All right. Wow. Okay, here we go. Let me try it again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he scared me. Anybody ever walking and, and you're thinking somebody's got your back? And, and then you, yeah. I got your back. But look, I'm still rude. I ain't going to leave there church because the deacon dropped me. I'm rooted. Because if you're rootless, you're going to be fruitless. And, and look, our life with God is all about fruit. It's not about survival. Fruit doesn't tell you the, the, the tree is surviving. It tells you it's producing. And so we as Christians, fruit is for others. That my life, the roots, is about my personal health. But roots are so it can produce fruit. And fruits are for others. That the Christian life was never, you, you are not called, I'll, I'll be right back. You guys okay? But uh, your, your, your life is never meant just to have leaves. When Jesus saw the tree with leaves, he cursed it. Why? Because it absorbed everything for itself. You're not producing fruit. You got to go. Come on, somebody. And so, and so you as a believer, God wants to do more for you than, than just something for you. He wants to do something through you. And so when, when you're rooted and things do happen, you can't stop. Uh, no. Okay. Like, drop me once, shame on deacon. Drop me twice, shame on, shame on the bishop. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. All right, so you walk through like, you know, you got this, you were rooted here, and then you over here, and, and I'm still rooted. You see, this is the thing, is the Bible says this, there's a, there's a context for this in theology here, that we are leaning on the everlasting arms, and that when you're rooted, things are going to happen, but I just lean on God. I don't know, you don't ever have to be uprooted. Now push, push me back up, Deacon, thank you. All right, give it up for these guys. Good job. Somebody say, I'm called to bear fruit, and I can't do that if I ain't got no root. And, and I'm talking about rooted. I'm rooted in my marriage. This is a root thing. Now, look, things may happen. My wife may have an attitude every now and again. I'm just like, <laughs> and, and I might have an attitude every now and again, just not as much as her, but... <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. See, y'all are laughing because you know that's not true. Uh, and that's okay. Look, I'm rooted. I'm a covenant. I'm rooted in this thing. This is my root system. This, this is roots. I'm rooted in this church. Ain't going nowhere. Rooted. 
It's my house. Look at your neighbor and say, it's my house. Rooted in the house of God. Rooted and grounded in the love of God. I'm rooted in loving people. Rooted in fulfilling the call of God in my life. Rooted. Might be swayed. Storms come and go. But I look over and there's Jesus asleep in my boat. You know, and I'm asking myself, why aren't you sleeping? Because I'm still tripping. That's why. But, but I'm rooted. Everybody say, I'm rooted. And this is the thing. This is my first point is, is um, love is where it all starts. Roots is where it starts. Foundation is where it starts. Everything go back to that. Love is where it all starts. That's the, the law of first things. Love is what it's all about. Being uh, a Christian, giving your heart to Jesus is all about love. It's all about God loving us. He loves us with an everlasting love. Comprehend there, when it says in Ephesians there, to comprehend, it means to grasp something with a forceful manner. And sometimes people aren't bearing fruit because you're not using enough force. You're letting stuff, don't, who cares what's happening out here? Look to your root system, to your foundation of Christ inside you. Don't let some other person throw you off. They might sway you over. You just go, okay, just, you know, I'm good. I'm good. I'm still rooted, feet are flat on the ground. I might look a little cockeyed, but I'm going to straighten out over time. God will straighten me out, but I ain't going nowhere. I'm going to come up into church with my stuff, and, and hopefully y'all will love me through it. Hope I'm rooted. I'm dragging my leg, but I'm rooted. You know, and so in the house of God, when people are, are coming in looking like the V8 commercial, we got to just love them while they, you know, come on, somebody. They're looking at me like you never saw anyone walk into church crooked. <laughs> Some of y'all woke up crooked. I wake up crooked every morning. I'm just, I, I, I don't wait. I don't, my wife wakes up and her wheels are turning. I wake up and I'm like, help me, Lord. Just, What's wrong? I just woke up. <laughs> Some people are just mourning people. And, and, and so we, we've got we to love. We're rooted and grounded in love. We're rooted and grounded. That's the root system. There are no other roots in the kingdom other than love. Love is where we're rooted and grounded. We build from that. Amen? Mark chapter 12, verse 31. Here we go. Mark chapter 12, verse 31 says this. It says it, it's talking about um, the greatest commandment. Um, somebody asked Jesus, what's the greatest commandment? Like, you know, trying to stump him and all that. And Jesus said, look, to love the Lord thy God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And here's verse 31. And the second, everybody say number two. Say God number one. People number two. And the second like it is this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. But what about when my neighbor has an attitude? What about when my neighbor is trying to hurt me? What about when my neighbor has got bitterness problems? What about when my neighbor is gossiping? What about when my neighbor is just different? I think sometimes in the church we can love hurting people, but we know how to love different people. Mm-hmm. Mm, Jesus. Neighbor. Neighbor. You know what the word neighbor comes from? Nearby. Whoever happens to be by you. And sometimes people by you have issues. And God's saying, love that one. And sometimes those people buy you um, for whatever reason are, are different. And God say, no, love them. That's your neighbor in the kingdom of God. My neighbor isn't my neighbor just because they're white. My neighbor is Hispanic, Samoan, Vietnamese, black. That's my neighbor. Different. My neighbor because they're the closest to me. Because I don't have no white people in my house but me. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and my brother. My brother. Uncle Zari's up in the house too. 
But, but, but love your neighbor. Who, who's your neighbor? Whoever's nearby. The, the, a people, a person. Um, you, know, you know, Jesus didn't give any kind of qualification. Like, Jesus, what if they're just nasty? Love. Are they nearby? Nasty and nearby. Love your neighbor. How are you doing today, sir? Good to see you. Come on, somebody. That's the, that, this is the Christian way. Love thy neighbor. You know, and this is the thing, um, is your love will be tested. Because when God just throws this general thing out, like love the person next to you, you know, there's going to be some testing going on there. Like, he's not saying love the one that loves you, love the ones that does something for you, love the one you like, love the one you grew up with, love the one from your neighborhood. No, love your neighbor, the one that's nearby. And that's going to open the door to some thanks. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Anybody ever been required by God to love somebody that was not easy to love? Have you ever been the one that wasn't easy to love? Come on. I see those. Oh, more hands. Yes. That's, that's, a, that's all right. Because check it out. That, this is what holds us together, church. The kingdom of God. This is, this is um, uh, you know, uh, the body of Christ that, you know, uh, we love whoever is nearby. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. Your love will be tested. And so here's my second point. You have to pass the love test. Anybody fail the love test? Situational, you're like, oh, Lord, forgive me. Yeah. All right. So, so t- your love is going to be tested. Anything God does, anything God brings you into, that love is going to, you're going to find out where you need to work on that love. That root system gets checked a little bit as you begin to walk with God. And here, here's, I want to give you just some keys with that, is don't seek to please people, but love them whether they are pleased or not. This is the thing, that I'm required to love my neighbor even if they trample my love under their feet, because it's not about them. It's not about them, and, and not everybody's going to be pleased, and, not, and some people, it's going to take a long time for them to get it, but we, as a believer, you are empowered by the Holy Spirit to love people, whether they receive it or not, whether they're pleased by it or not. People will spurn your love, but I believe God will receive it, that it has now become a seed. That my loving people is a seed. I don't love people to get something back. That's, some, that's not love. Love is given. And we leave it at that. And we say, God, if, that, if, if they didn't receive it, Lord, could you please receive it as worship? So my loving people is actually worship to God. Because he will receive it. And we're going we're gonna to look at that here. Is that, um, once again... People will spurn our love at times, but love, but your love um, that you give to others, God will receive it as worship to him, all right? Um, with loving people, um, how many of you know with loving people comes complexity and difficulty? Yeah? Come on, somebody. Can I get an amen in the building, Somebody. Somebody say, isn't it love ain't always easy? He never said it would be easy. All right, but you're a winner in the end. 
right? So, so with loving people comes complexity and difficulty. And this is the thing. The simplicity of God's love attracts the complexity of humanity. And when we say as a church, we're all about loving people here, love people, core value, love people. Guess who's going to show up? <laughs> people that need love. All right, love is attractive, and we can't pick and choose who comes just because when you say you love people, okay, because people will show up because love is hard to find. Even in the church, man, it's like, where's the love at? Where, I can't, where's the love? Come on, somebody say, where's the love at? So when, so when you start making an invitation, you know, compel them to come in, and then some people are like, oh, man, just, you know, people need pastoring. Yeah, they do. That's what love does. Love is so attractive. Love is, there's just something about, no, you, don't, you don't need to prove nothing. You don't need to front nothing. You just come seriously. We love you. What, you know, love, love is okay with messy. Right? I'm okay with messy, at least most of the time. Uh, the love of God in me, Christ in me is okay with messy. And, and you can't say you love and you're not okay with messy. And sometimes I think in the church, well, we don't want to identify with somebody's issues. No, uh, it's not that I'm identifying or agreeing with your issue, but I'm going to love you regardless of it. Yeah. That we, love is okay. Jesus is okay with messy, and he's okay with other people blaming him for being around messy. Blind Bartimaeus crying on the roadside. Everybody Jesus was with. My wife referenced this last week. Everybody by the roadside said, oh, be quiet, dude. This is Jesus. This is, the, this is the priest coming through, and you're over here yelling his name. Be quiet. And Jesus like, bring him over here. He identified with a mess in the midst of a bunch of religious people. He's like, what you want me to do for you, Bartimaeus? This guy was broke, busted, and disgusted. And Jesus was like, what's up, man? Hanging out with this dude. He was a mess. I mean, I mean, the word, it gets worse when he started loving on the ladies. Yeah. Woman at the well. That was like, that was, that was TMZ all up in there. <laughs> at the well with some woman sleeping around. And, the, and what was it? The sixth man she was with wasn't even her husband. And Jesus was the seventh man. Come on, somebody. And, and, and look, and he's like hanging out with this girl at the well. Man, somebody say, Jesus, Jesus. is okay, okay with messy. And as a parent, you got to be okay with messy. I mean, my goodness, you got to be okay with messy. Pray for me, people. Pray that the fruit of patience just be, bears, I mean, you know what I'm saying? My root system, I tell you what. Uh, we, my, 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 my children were sick this week, and Nico was just um, on the, and, uh, sitting with my wife on the couch. I'm, I'm too little for this. You can't see me, huh? Just, uh, she was sitting on the couch with Nico, and he's just out all day, just, you know, flu, whatever. Little man puked all over my wife, and anybody knows my wife. Like, that's the most, it's disgusting, right? But this is her baby, and my wife, I was, I was in awe. She was so chill. She was, I was okay, baby. Hun, get a towel. But my wife, I mean, it was all over her legs. 
least. I mean, it was just, you know what I'm saying? I felt for the man. But, but mama here loves that boy, and she's not trying to hang out in it, but she's okay with, with the process for this boy. It's just, that's his mama. Now, I went and got the towel. I was trying to clean it up, and my wife was super chill. I'm like, that is not like you, babe. Because if I did that, she would have been like, get off me now. But, but the thing is, is the, the love of, the, of, of this mother here, her baby boy puking on her, she was very patient. She, we cleaned it up, and we went, and I think he took a bath or something. We threw away his clothes. <laughs> um, no, you know, or the towel I used. It was like, I'll get this out of here. It's nasty. Um, so, so the thing is, is like the love of God, the love of God, the love of God, Loving, this is the big four people. If we're going to be a loving church and I'm going to be a loving person, we got to be okay with messy. It doesn't, it doesn't negate the fact that we kind of, we, we walk people through things and pull them out of things. But, but if, if we say we're, we're, we're all about love and we are not okay with somebody's mess, we are the problem. Because if you think about it, we all got a little mess we're walking through. Amen. I'm okay with your mess because, Lord, I mean, when I first got saved, I was a mess, and I'm still working on some things, but that church I was in as a teenager, man, those mentors in the youth group, man, they were, they loved me. I was, I I never had a cause for offense. If anything, they probably did. (laughs) My mouth and the way I was, and the anger, and the rage I was dealing with, and just the insecurities just playing out in my language, and the way I acted, they, man, they just kept walking me along. They sent me to Bible college, like far away. <laughs> They're like, we feel like God's calling you to Southern California. <laughs> wow, that just came to me. Now I know why they sent me down here. That's messed up. <laughs> but, but, but they really brought me, and they, 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 I was a mess. And yet they saw something. And this is the thing. We got to get past people's dirt and see the treasure inside of them. That, that is a, there's a treasure in that dirty field. There's a tra- We got to see the treasure in them. We got to see past the, past the garbage, past the trash, see the treasure past the trash. Because we all got a little trash. And we got to see the treasure in the midst of the trash. Somebody say amen. God, this is my second point. Um, this is my last point. God is pleased when we love people. God is pleased. It's not about pleasing us. It's about pleasing God. It's not about pleasing them. It's about pleasing God. It's not about pleasing people. It's about pleasing God. Uh, The Bible says the religious people, Jesus said about the Pharisees that they love the praise of men more than the praise that comes from God. And that's not about, it is about loving people, but it's really about loving God through loving people, that this is really an offering to God. And I'm not dependent on your response to your response towards my love is not going to determine my love for you. That good day, bad day, however you act, love I'm rooted in, and it ain't changing. Somebody say amen. Okay, I have one more scripture. We're almost done. You guys getting something out of this this morning? Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 5. Uh, we're going to read verse 1 to 7, and we're going to close with this. Don't allow, and as you're turning there, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1, don't allow the complexity of humanity or relationships to keep you from loving people. I'm going to say it again. Don't, don't allow the complexity that comes from people to keep you from loving them. 
And I understand, and some of you might be saying, man, Pastor Sean, there needs to be boundaries. Yes, this doesn't take, love doesn't throw boundaries away. But today, we're, we're not talking about boundaries today. We're talking about loving people. We're talking about loving them, not requiring something of somebody for me to love them. I remember Pastor Jay said this to me not too long ago. He's like, man, as a father, you have to be okay with, with the mess and with things. It's just the nature of being a parent. And how much is our Heavenly Father okay with ours? And so we can't say we love a God we have not seen when we don't love the person we do see. Because Jesus says, when you do this to the least of them, you're doing it to me because I died for them. So the way we treat people is really how we're treating Jesus. Amen? And when we love people, we're really worshiping God. It's a, look at, we don't have a loving people problem. We have a worship problem. Your, wor- you got your, your worship ain't right. Get your worship right. Get your worship right. And let's get our worship right. I love loving people that nobody wants to be around. When, when me and John went to Mendez High School, and uh, I got, we got to, share, I got to share my testimony in their Christian club there. Jessica opened the door for us. It was awesome. It was so awesome to be there. He said, no other churches want to do this. And I'm thinking, man, so we're trying to figure out a way where we could be there every single month and be a part. Actually, every week, but we're going to start out every month and be a part of that program. They're doing a great job. All the teachers there, um, um, Denise's sister, or Denise is here. Her sister works there, and we saw uh, Denise's sister um, uh, there, and, and so it was, it was an awesome time. And I noticed the coach did this. There was this one student that seemed a little different. And seem just sitting by herself, just, you know, how many of you know what I'm talking about? They just seem a little different, uh, whether socially not all there. And after uh, we gave the word and prayed and we got to lay hands on the kids, it was awesome. I saw the coach sh- shout her name. Hey, girl, just received her, loved her, pointed her out and loved her. I think we need to be like Jesus, somebody. Well, we like love people that we need to find people that people are discarding. We need to look for people that nobody wants to be. We, want to, we need to, like, I think Jesus did that intentionally sometimes. I'm for everybody here, religious people. And he, you know, woman, you know, immoral woman coming into the Pharisee's house, and Jesus is, like, not even bothered. Actually, he's, like, welcoming it, worshiping at his feet, tears, wiping her hair on, her, on his stanky toes. All up at a religious person's house at dinner. Oh, what a sight to see. Oh, okay, he's got an unstable one around. A little unstable. You know, a little off maybe. <laughs> Think about it. And Jesus was like, hey, hey guys, you should have done what she did. What are you doing sitting here? You didn't even, you didn't even wash my feet. She, she's using, she, look what she's doing. She's, she's better than y'all. <laughs> Somebody say love. Love. Ephesians 5, verse 1, almost done here. It says, therefore, be imitators of God as dear children. Here it is, verse 2, and walk in love. Conduct your life, lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. And walk in love as Christ also has loved us 
and given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God. What does this say? As Christ also loved us. Everybody say he loved us. Everybody say he gave himself for us. Everybody say this, but it was an offering to God. So his love for us was actually worship to his father. He wasn't exclusively loving us. He was worshiping God. That what he did for us was really an offering to God. But it was for us. And I believe we got to do things for people and really, it's really worship. And they're like, thank you. Oh, I appreciate that. Oh, yeah. No, no problem. My pleasure. And just tell them this wasn't for you anyway. No, don't tell them that. <laughs> but think about what if we approach people like that? Oh, oh, man. I'm a, I mean, back in the day, they would like, they would find that lamb. You had to be perfect. Bring that lamb. They're like, man, this is my offering. What if we treated our love for people like it was an offering that God was going to be like, smells good to me. What if they don't like it? Who cares? It's not for them. <laughs> it's, it is for them, but it is unto God. It is for them, but it's not. And walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given. Our walk ought to be a scent to God of loving people. That, that God's just attracted to us. His pre- I believe the presence of God is in this church because we love people. It is for them, but it is to him. Why is God, are you guys special, super anointed? Nope. We love people. And when we love people, God shows up. God's showing up because we love people. If we stop loving people, I guarantee you, God's going to be like, I'm going to find somewhere else to hang out on a Sunday morning. Definitely not 1516 East First Street, Boyle Heights. Come on, somebody. And walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us and offering and sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. And look, it goes into these things, these sins, but notice the foundation of being free from sin is loving people and loving God. Look at verse 3. But fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not even be named among you but rather giving of thanks. For this you know that no fornicator, unclean person, nor covetous man who is an idolater has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you with empty words. For because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not be partakers with them. It's talking about being free from sin and the sins in the world. But the foundation is walk in love, focus on love. And I guarantee you that sin will, will leave you alone. You start loving God, you start loving people, you fix your eyes on him. You don't need to focus on the things you're struggling with. Focus on Christ. Love God. Love people. And I guarantee you the power of God will come on you because it's a matter of your focus. Loving difficult people is an act of worship to God. Once again, we don't have a loving people problem. We have a worship problem. What you do for people is a sweet-smelling aroma to our Father. Thank you for listening to the Sanctuary LA podcast. Tune in again next week and stay awesome and be blessed.